0: Andy is still battling through his, his injury. We're not expecting him to practice today or to have him available this week. Justin's going to be our starter. starter, starter. Bears Nation. Bears Nation. Bears. Let's begin now.
1: I had a good idea that I might possibly start. I wasn't really surprised by it, but, um, you know, just kind of focused and, you know, uh, just trying to get prepared for Sunday. And
0: let's start it like this, son. It's time for the Bears Nation podcast. That's the best in the city of Chicago. With your hosts, Kevin Lapka. Holy cow. Jake Hassan. Whoa! It is awesome. I feel like a pimp right now. Like one of those pimps. Strap it in. It's the Bears Nation Podcast. Let's get it. Come on, sucker.
1: Let's get it on.
0: Bears Nation Podcast. It is September 22nd. September 22nd, Bears Nation Podcast, Wednesday. Hello, YouTube. Hello, Twitch. Hello, Periscope. Today, what's going on? Welcome to Bears Nation Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for a show? Because we have a lot to talk about today. And are you ready for a show on Sunday? Because your starter for week three against the Cleveland Browns is officially from Matt Nagy's mouth. Justin Fields will be starting his first NFL game in week three of the Bears' season. The Bears' tenure for Justin Fields officially starts Andy Dalton is week-to-week, week, according to Matt Nagy. He said some other stuff, some stoogish things that we will get to later in the episode. But the headline is obviously that Justin Fields will be starting week three and for the foreseeable future as Andy Dalton is week-to-week. Week. Kevin, it's finally here. We finally have We, conf- I mean, we knew it was going to happen, but yeah. we finally have confirmation that Justin Fields will be starting the game on Sunday
1: we made it we we freaking made it and it feels good and I, I just feel like it feels like thanos is like the bears fan base and we just got the final infinity stone that's literally what it feels like because I'm things. Sure ca- we want to be the villain but okay okay well you know what i'm trying to say you know what i mean <laughs> it just it just it feels everything feel, it's like we had everything comes together now you know what i mean like mm-hmm. the defense is starting to play a little bit better we had things figured out with dave montgomery the old line looks okay at the moment i know it's a two game sample size and it was really all these distractions about the quarterback position and the quarterback conversation and that what was on the minds of everybody and i have a feeling that that uncertainty in that area which just happens to me in the most important position in all of sports might have an effect on the rest of your team so now that you have it nailed down everybody in the building knows it's the right guy it's a guy who exudes confidence a guy who exudes swagger it's, it just feels right. And I think it changed the trajectory of this team. Like we talked about last week, you asked, how does this change the outlook of the Bears for the rest of the season? Assuming they don't go back to Dalton, which we'll get to, which I don't think they will. And at this moment, we're not going to assume that they will. It, it changes everything. This is a legitimate team and they're going to have a legitimate shot to win on Sunday against Cleveland.
0: Yeah, this changes your outlook for sure. Uh, I know people were worried about, would the Bears try some gamesmanship, try to keep the Browns guessing as to, I think this was the right move to just say, All right, yeah. yeah, Justin's the starter. There's no reason for the gamesmanship. Uh, obviously, that could have even put more pressure on Justin. But I love the quote from Justin Fields. Immediately says today, yeah, I've been preparing for this moment my whole life. I, yeah. I love it. I mean, and we knew he had that. I mean, you mentioned it—the swagger, the confidence. We knew that was there, and he immediately, you know, he said, "I'm ready for this challenge, and I've been waiting for this forever." And he has. I mean, we we all saw the shots of week one of him on the sideline with. So he looking like this, just holding to his pads. Like, yeah. all right, you know, when's it going to be? And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's clear that he's ready and I'm glad that we have the clarity on the situation. And I mean, the thing that I want to, you know, cause a lot of people talk to Jason Peters talk, Matt Nagy talked, obviously Justin Fields, but Jason Peters said something that stood out to me. And I mean, it, it, obviously it's been circulating on the athletic and other people's columns. And Jason Peters said, yeah, you know, the kid can play when he gets out in there and he calls a play, like. You can believe that he knows what he's doing and he's going to make it happen. That's and Greg Jason Peters has been here for a month, maybe right. not even. And, and this is a guy who's probably going into the Hall of Fame. And he's saying this about your rookie quarterback, and he has nothing but praise for him. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's exciting to know that the players are excited. Kevin, you've been, you know, you've been hounding this point all since Justin Fields was drafted. Everybody knows what he brings, and everybody's excited when he's in that huddle. And now you have people who are, you know, Outwardly saying it because there were guys who were saying, oh, yeah, well, Justin in practice, he's great. And then, you know, he makes these plays in practice. Now guys could say like, yeah, we we believe in Justin. He's awesome. He's great. He's the best. And because he's the starter and there's no reason to believe that that is not going to change uh, at any point this season.
1: And that's what I mean when I say like everybody is kind of on the same page here, because in the past, like you saw people saying these things about Justin Fields more than they were saying them about Andy Dalton, even when Justin wasn't the starter. And just like by pure nature, that's an awkward, that's a weird thing because right. everyone's calling every, even the guys on the team are saying uh, saying their praises. Not like they don't, that it's not like they didn't say their praises for Dalton, but it was right. exponentially louder for Fields. And now it's like, okay, these things are coming true. we he's the starter. We can all be all in. There's you know, you hold nothing back. Like it just, it feels right. And and it's huge, man. It's huge. And then you look at the X's and O's and what, what it brings to the table from that aspect. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't expect to see a completely different Matt Nagy offense. Obviously we saw what happened in the first half, but I think this kind of plays into their situation perfectly. Like he has gotten a half of football to to knock off the rookie rust, the rookie mistakes right. that occur no matter how t- highly touted of a prospect you are, and you look at what happened in that game, maybe it's better. He committed two turnovers because now he knows those mistakes, he knows not to make them. And now he all week he's watching film on, okay, when the rusher kind of, you know, comes in a little bit and draws back, like I know I can't target the running back there in that situation cuz that rusher is right there. Obviously that interception happened that way he knows now if I'm going to roll out and scramble I got to have two hands on the football not just one hand on it it's too easy for it to get knocked out like those two turnovers and just a half a little bit more than a half of game experience allows him to know what not to do so that's why I think it's actually a perfect scenario for them almost maybe even better if it was just the scenario where you know Dalton played both weeks full game two weeks wasn't looking good now we're gonna make Fields a starter maybe this scenario although it wasn't planned although it wasn't scripted is better for them in the long run. I mean,
0: it's definitely better in the long run because we all knew the sooner you got Justin Fields in there as a starter was going to be, you know, the sooner that your trajectory for the season went up. And we thought maybe week four or five was going to be the point, maybe later. And now you're right, this unscripted. But to your point about him, making those mistakes against Cincinnati in a game that your defense was playing so well, and they were able to win you that game because of, you know, back to back to back Joe Burrow interceptions, but you know, and I want to circle back to a point that point because we saw it even in a game of him learning from his mistakes in the Cincinnati game. I forget which defensive end they were sending, but he had a defensive end coming coming right at him. He saw it and got rid of the ball quickly, as opposed yeah. to the pre. And I was reading a column and the writer pointed out a play from the preseason where Justin Fields had an edge rusher coming down on him and he tried to just escape. And that was the bills game when he took that hit and his helmet got Mm. knocked off. So, and it was basically, they broke it down. It was basically the same play. And so that was however many weeks ago. And, you know, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago at this point? And he's learning from that, too. So to your point, I think that that for sure we're going to see improvement from Justin Fields and learning from those mistakes. kind of. And again, I mean, we talked about on Monday, getting the reps with the ones. We're not going to see, you know, Darnell Mooney said he was behind that ball down the sideline by a step, a half a step. That's not going to happen now because he has a full week of practice with these guys. The Allen Robinson drop. You know that's not. There's going to be, and granted that Allen Robinson ball it hit him in the numbers. I was more on him than the ball, but still, that chemistry will be there. He has all this time to work with these guys, and and the fall starts too. Full reps with the offensive line. Like it's, I think we're going to see a much improved Justin Fields. Now that's not to say. I mean, there's going to be rookie mistakes. Like no matter yes, what, going to see rookie mistakes from Justin yes. Fields. That's why they're called rookie mistakes. He's a rookie. He's making his first NFL start. Now, have everything has everything we've heard about Justin Fields, his toughness and how calm and cool and collected he is in practice. Yeah, I mean we've heard all those things, but he's probably still going to make a couple turnovers. He's probably still going to commit a couple penalties. Like the upside, though, is far and away uh, more and outweighs the. The little rookie mistakes. Like theoretically, you should be able to overcome those, even if your defense plays 80% as well as they did on Sunday against the Bengals.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The ceiling it outweighs it significantly, and that's why I sometimes say, like, if you're throwing the ball around and you're trying to take shots, I don't care if you throw one interception as long as you throw three touchdowns. It doesn't matter if you make the one mistake as long as you overcome it with three, you know, good good plays. So that, that's that's my outlook on things. But no, you're absolutely right. Like this, and and I I do find it funny too. The, the narrative of, oh, the, the daunting defenses, that, that's been erased. It's been completely erased. Because you know everybody said the narrative at the start uh the season, week one was, we can't throw him out there into the fire against, you know, Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and all of them. And then what they do, they, they, they set him up right there in the red zone. Aaron Donald came right at his face and he made a strike to Marquise Goodwin. So now I think mm-hmm. people who are worried about that, now can look at this game and say, you know, although it was a few plays and then although it was, a, you know, a half or so against a, a weaker defense in Cincinnati, still an NFL defense, though. We're a little bit more confident by him going up against Jadavian Clay, Miles Garrett, those guys on the edge. And, you know, that Cleveland front seven, which which is a good front seven, not phenomenal, but it's good for sure. Especially when you look at those edge rushers. So I think that's important as well is like he has faced. You know, the Aaron Donalds of the world, to even the Hendrickson on, on Cincinnati, who led the league in sacks last, like, and got after him a few times in that game. Knows what he's facing from like an NFL speed defense, um, which was never an issue for him. He said that in the preseason that it was the speed was never an issue for him, so that's good as well. Um, but those are things that were worrisome to a lot of people, especially when when we were playing out the scenarios of where Field would start. And now it's like, and this is why I say, as critical as we were of Nagy, again, this wasn't planned, this wasn't scripted, this wasn't the way it was supposed to be, as critical we as we were of it, like. It played out perfectly. It played out perfectly yeah. for them because he got the reps. The injury happened. He he got the reps in week one. Although it was an ideal at the time, like in hindsight, hindsight 2020 worked out perfectly for them. So he should be prepared. He should be ready. And I want to talk about what you said, John Mooney. transitioning to that. This is going to be my bold prediction later. We'll save it. That, I think... That I honestly think that connection between them two might be stronger than his connection with Allen Robinson. I, I, I truly could see that be the case. We saw a glimpse of it in Cincinnati. Just, I mean, it's too early to say that for sure, but that, that connection is really, really exciting for me.
0: No, I, I could totally see that because also Darnell Mooney still, I mean, he's in his second year. I mean, so that could just yeah. be two young guys who know that they're part of the, few, the next five years for the Bears that know they are. Whereas Allen Robinson, we hope he is. He's playing on that franchise yeah. tag. Obviously, we don't know yeah. his future, but that could just be two young players connecting. But you're right. I mean, that's. I mean, that's very, very important. I mean, you look at Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill. Look at Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. Look at Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Like all, it's important to establish that connection between a number one receiver and your quarterback. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I would love to see that. That would be absolutely fantastic. Before we start breaking down. This game. I, I promise we won't talk about Justin Fields the whole time, but I want we need to address what Matt Nagy said yeah, today. Let's do it. Um, just really quickly for a couple minutes. He did say that the caveat of if Andy Dalton is healthy or if he was healthy, he would be the starter. I mean, he's lying, right? I mean, yeah, like, I, I mean, that, I, I don't know why. If, if this is it, it. Well, here's what I, I think it could be it could just be, you know, respectfully to Andy. You know, like Andy Dalton, like I said, he was playing pretty well against Cincinnati before he went out. It could just be a, hey, you know, like Justin Fields hasn't technically won your job away yet. Because if Justin Fields plays well, you know, the thing with Andy was if he's performing well and the Bears are winning, then he's going to be the starter. It should be the same for Justin Fields. There's no reason that that should change that. As long as Justin Fields is playing well and the Bears are winning, then he should be starting. And I would even go as far as to say is they don't even need to be winning. If Justin Fields is playing well... He should be starting because he's obviously the future. You hope the next ten years of this franchise. So, if it's just a hey, Andy, you know, thanks. You know, technically he hasn't won the job yet, so we're gonna say if you were healthy, you'd be the starter. Then I kind of get it, but like that's what I'm worried about. Then, and and I, I do believe that if Justin Fields plays well, he'll stay the starter. But it is just kind of like, why do you got to, like I say, he's the why starter. Why do you got to say oh, it? I, yeah. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. Like, it's, there's always that little asterisk next to it with this situation. And it's just like, dude, just be all in. And, and sometimes, like, you know, uh, you want to see that from your head coach, like if you're a player, if you're a fan, like full confidence, full conviction, this is the way it is. He's the starter, no turning back. You know what I mean? Right. Like we're, we're, th- we, we see in front of us and look, are, are not looking back. You know, that is, that is what you wanted him to say. It's like, Justin's the starter. We're going to roll with it. That, that's the way we're going to go. I understand your point, And that's probably what he, he's thinking is, you know, Andy played fine. We got to give him the respect, all that. We sure. talked about this before, but I I do think in the back of my mind, Uh, or in the back of Nagy's mind, rather he knows like eh, Justin's going to play well enough where it's not even justifiable for me to even possibly say Andy could be the starter at any given point. Like that, that's what he knows. And I think that is going to be ultimately what you're going to see. He's going to go on the mic two weeks from now after two games or three games of Justin say, you know, uh, I said, about Andy, but Justin has just played, you know, well enough for us to win. He's playing too well. We're gonna, we're gonna keep rolling with him as the starter. I mean, that's—it's it, so easy for him. Like it's it, like Matt Nagy right. does not have to complicate anything. Like the, the script is written for him for the next, you know, few weeks. Like he can, he like I could be his press manager, and write what he needs to say. Like it's easy for him to go on the mic and just say the right things. He continually doesn't do it, right. but it's 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 speak it's talk i don't think there was anybody who really bought into that we know if justin plays well he's gonna be the starter for a long period of time well yeah, yes I, I for the rest think, of the season I think,
0: right. <laughs> I think i think you're right everyone's on the same page and so i mean let's start getting into it and let's start with the injury report for the week obviously andy Dalton didn't mm-hmm. practice isn't gonna play uh Thankfully, and honestly, a, a much shorter injury report than we've seen uh, in very the last short couple of weeks. Uh, Jimmy Graham, of course, the gen, the standard did not practice for the first day of the week. You know, veteran resting, whatever. Um, the big one here, I think, is, who did not, as far as do not practice, Akeem Hicks didn't practice today, and That's illness. listed as an illness. I imagine it'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, knowing it's Akeem not COVID. Hicks, Right. They, we would know if it was COVID. Yes. We would know that yeah. already. So knowing Akeem Hicks, I would say he doesn't even have to practice tomorrow for me to feel like yeah. he's not going to. I would say as long as he gets one in on Friday, then I would feel pretty good about him playing the Sunday. Probably right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it's just an, I, an illness is one of those things where it's like you just have to do what you have to do to get you know, to get better and, and make sure that you're as healthy as you are before Sunday. Take the mucinex, take whatever you need to take, get the ample rest. You know what I mean? Because, like, that's uh, obviously a huge part of illness is just resting. So that's probably what you'll see. And they'll probably say it's a game time decision, see how it feels on Sunday. I mean, it, I, this is like, I, I this has happened before. Akeem, he's been sick in the past. Like a number of times, actually. Now I that like I think about it, ha- it's like every like year it he's like sick. Every year with him. Yeah, he's just sick at some point. I mean, hey, you know, weak immune system. I don't know. It happens, but uh, I'm not concerned about. It. And then you look positive. It's Eddie Goldman limited. Jarno Mooney. Uh, well I know that's that's a positive that he was limited because he was limited last week. Yeah. So we're gonna have to monitor that. Well, Jarno Mooney limited, limited
0: for one day last week.
1: Right. Um. What do you make of Darnell Mooney being limited? What, what was listed there for the injury? Was it uh, groin, ankle yeah. or so, groin? Okay, yeah. So I'm not too worried about that either. He'll probably play. He was questionable last week. Ended up being healthy. Probably same type of deal. Let's take it slow. Let's take it easy. Not going to affect his game day status in my opinion. So you're looking good in the injury report.
0: No. And, and I agree. Uh, Goldman, I think is the next biggest one. I I'm agree with you Hicks. And, and the thing with Hicks too, is that he's generally been a guy who if he can go even at 50%, he's going to go. He's going to so, go. I mean, we saw it with the shoulder injury in previous seasons. We've seen it with actual injuries, not even just illness before. So uh, Ed yeah. Goldman, that's a big one because while the bears defense did play well uh, on Sunday against the Bengals, having Goldman in there is just, it, it, Changes your offense or your defense, excuse me, so much. And we've talked about this. Yeah. Um, him practicing today is a, an upgrade because, you know, he did practice for one day last week, then had a setback in between, like overnight between Wednesday and Thursday, and then didn't practice at the end of the week. So, him starting out with a limited practice is a positive sign. I'm not going to get out in front of myself and say, all right, Eddie Goldman, like, let, as long as he practices the next two days, even if it's just limited, I expect we'll see him. And obviously that's huge because the Browns have a very, very aggressive and very good rushing attack between Nick Chubb, who is turning into a star altogether. Already a star. Yeah. And Kareem Hunt, who is also a very effective running back. So uh, if Eddie Goldman's there, I mean, I got to see it the next two days, but as long as he continues to practice, I think hopefully you get your nose tackle, your anchor, your
1: defense back. Eddie Goldman and Mario Edwards returns from that two-game suspension yep. like we talked about. And here's why this is important. Obviously, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hart are the best running back duo in the NFL, and I don't think it's really close. Nick Chubb is a, is a superstar, top five running back in the NFL. <clears throat> but you look at the Browns this year, and, and what I want to you know point focus to is what they do in the red zone offensively. They have by far the highest run rate and lowest pass rate in the red zone in the NFL this season. They run 82% of the time in the red zone and pass it only 18%. The league average of running in the red zone is 49%, 30, 33% higher than the league average running in the red zone. So what are they going to do when they get inside the 20? They're going to run it at least two out of three times of the four of the three downs. You, you know they're going to do that. So if you want to prevent them from scoring, you want to bend, don't break, you want to hold them to field goals, you're going to need Eddie Goldman in there to stop that rushing attack because they're they're not only do they do it a lot, they're pretty successful. Their success rate is pretty high on those rushing plays in the red zone. So you're going to need those interior guys to step up. So if there was any game where they needed Eddie Goldman the most out of these three weeks, the first three weeks, it's this one. So really, really monitor that because that's important and we know how influential he is in stopping the run. I mean, this has been a good run defense thus far through two games, like a, a pretty solid run defense, I would say. Thus far, far through two games without, you know, your your number one guy, I say, at stopping the run and Eddie Goldman. So if you get him back, you're feeling a lot more confident about what you can do to limit the Browns on offense because now you want to talk injuries. Let's look at the Browns side of it. No. Beckham Jr. He's not going to play. Um, but we're we're. I I don't know. I. I, It's it's unlikely. He he was a full participant today. Full. Mm-hmm. OK, OK, maybe maybe he'll play. But Jarvis Landry is probably going to miss. He's has sprained MCL. Out. He's out for sure. Yeah. OK, Landry's out. Uh So even if OBJ does play, which it looks like he might come off injury, uh, you know, maybe not 100 percent. No, no Jarvis Landry, no Jedrick Wills, offensive lineman. He, he uh, may maybe he's day to day with the road ankle. I can't say for sure he's going to be out. He's day to day with the road angle. Might play Uh Buckeye fan 37 in here saying OBJ definitely playing. Okay, probably is, and then Baker Mayfield. I I think with Landry out, he definitely will.
0: Yeah, if Landry wasn't hurt, I think they might be a little more cautious. But since Landry's out, I think they're gonna say, "Hey, we need you."
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know. Jalen Johnson's been locking up everybody. I mean, I I, no, I mean that's he's been great. He's I think the fourth
0: rated corner on PFF. Yeah, today. number one
1: rated corner last week, fourth rated over the season. Uh, and then I was going to say ba- Baker Mayfield got banged up last week. You know, he he, he he got you know a little shot, and he ended up finishing the rest of the game. But you know, there's always some things to monitor. So, y- like you have a serious opportunity to limit the Browns' offense and kind of make them one dimensional if, if you try. If you not try, but if you do successfully stuff up the run, and that starts with Eddie Goldman. So obviously that, that's huge. But um, I mean, this is a, this is a talented bronze offense. They have talented. No. Uh, Around the board, but most of it comes from the backfield because it, it comes from Nick Chubb. It comes from Crete Hunt uh, in the passing as well. And then they got Dimitri Felton who just comes in and he's starting to make plays for them as that running back three. Uh, but they are a little bit limited. They have Austin Hoover, but other than that, they're a little little bit thin, you could say, at wide receiver, uh if, if Landry is out and Oda Beckham Jr. is limited. So um th- that's it really for the for the what I would say about how they can, you know, keep that bronze offense at bay.
0: Well, so that's going back to Eddie Goldman and Akeem Hicks, assuming Hicks plays and hopefully Goldman plays. But regardless, you said you get Edwards back and he was a big contributor last year and and the Bears defense played really well against Cincinnati. But the Browns offensive line. Is just a mess right now. I, their start, one of their starting guards, Joel Batonios, was limited today. Jack Conklin, really? their starting tackle was limited today. Their starting center, JC Treader, did not practice. And their other starting tackle, Jedrick Wills, who you mentioned, also did not practice. So <laughs> a lot of their starting offensive line is either banged up and a couple of them did not practice today. And then one of their top backups did not on the line also did not practice today. So Even if you're missing Goldman, as long as you have Hicks, I would say, and you're getting Edwards back, like the Bears are going to have an opportunity here to get in the backfield, to have, you know, keep Nick Chubb as controlled and contained as you can. But like you mentioned, Baker Mayfield got dinged up a little bit last week and if you could hit him and make him uncomfortable, he was a full participant today, but still that shoulder injury might be bothering him. You don't know, but you hit him and you make him feel that shoulder a little bit more. I mean, and I'm assuming these guys yeah. who are limited today for the Browns on their, you know, Conklin and uh, Batonio. Like I assume they will play still, but they're banged up on the offensive line. Like you have an opportunity mm-hmm. here because again, going back to the Bears injury report, Khalil Mack didn't appear on there today. Robert Quinn didn't appear on there today. You know, Roquan's finally on there. So, you know, I'm assuming Hicks will be back at some point. So you're going to have all your dudes. So you have an opportunity here to take advantage of what could be a limited Cleveland Browns
1: offensive line and really take advantage of their situation. So what do you do? I mean, the Browns have been blitzed at the fifth lowest rate in the NFL this year. So with, with a banged up offensive line with a limited passing threat, you better be blitzing a lot. To, to help stuff up the run and get after Baker Mayfield. And the other thing too, that I found interesting when I was doing this research is the Browns are 28th, meaning Baker Mayfield is 28th in the NFL and rushing yards per scramble at 3.3. So what that means is they're getting after him and he, he's not really making much out of the scrambles. So if you get to Baker, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going on with him. It's two games of sample size, of course, but, his scrambling abilities aren't comparable to that Justin Fields, so you know get after him, get after the quarterback. And he's he's a guy who is going to force throws. He's going to force mistakes. That's what Baker Mayfield does. He's he's a solid quarterback, but he makes mistakes every single game. Every single game, Baker Mayfield's going to make some sort of ill, mostly every single game, he's going to make some sort of ill-advised mistake by trying to do too much, by trying to make something out of nothing. If you get him under pressure, under under duress, make him roll out, make him try to you know do something magical, and it ends up in the hands of Eddie Jackson. That's how you're going to win this football game. I mean, they're averaging two giveaways per game. They they've thrown two in each of the first two not thrown two but committed two in each of the first two games and and the Bears are going to need to get I think at least two if they want to come out with a win uh but like we all like we said and it was evident last week what does that start with starts with pressure you have a healthy Robert Quinn which I think could be having an impact based off of what we've seen uh you have a healthy Khalil Mack who obviously is going to show up you have a flu game maybe we're looking at a flu game Akeem Hicks and then you have Mario Edwards and potentially Eddie Goldman so the pressure should be there you know get Baker Mayfield under some duress and he's he's gonna make a mistake at some point so
0: yeah you have to build off of last week for sure if you're the defense and you know we've had our concerns about the corners Kendall Vildor you know not really sure what you have in him not really sure what you have in the corners outside of Jalen Johnson in general Um, but you know they're they only have Odell Beckham Jr. and Austin Hooper. They're missing Jarvis Landry could potentially catch a break there. And if you pressure him, you know, you're going to rush some throws and maybe you don't let them get down the field as much as they would like. Yes. But, and to Sean decides credit after the LA game, I mean, there was definitely more pressure and there was more of an aggressiveness from the defense in week two against Cincinnati. So, you know, they call him doc for a reason. They call him a really smart guy. You have to assume he sees this and what, Cleveland's dealing with as far as their offensive line goes. And you would hope dialing up some kind of plan of attack here to make Baker Mayfield uncomfortable,
1: uncomfortable. Yeah, it's the doc. He's going to do it. And and what I find interesting too, when I was kind of looking back at, um, at the game film and everything was the the things they were doing with Khalil Mack. Like they had him lined up as an inside linebacker at one point. I remember he was lined up on tight ends a few times. Uh, So they're kind of moving him around a little bit. And I think Sean DeSai is going to get creative and it's going to,
0: which is when he's been his most effective. You know, you, you have him just go, okay, either behind the line or hand in the dirt you know it, then it's kind of basic like when we saw Vic Fangio here he was doing that he would have Khalil Mack go to the line but then drop back or be in coverage such like, a great, and then, yeah right like and Sean Desai obviously a student of Vic Fangio so I, that's when Khalil Mack is most effective when you're not like he's Khalil Mack is not a shutdown like, like he's not the best in coverage but he's no. adequate I would say like he and if you give him a little help over the top then You can make it work when you're moving Cleo Mack around and not really sure what the offense isn't sure what he's doing or where exactly he's going to be. That's when he's at his best. That's what makes him a superstar. And we saw that last week, like you said,
1: yeah, and uh, you like to see that. You like to see more creativity. I think that's what decides you going to do. We have Jake Carmel in the chat saying, now hammering the Bears. Uh, that's oh, okay. what we like to do here. We, we we like we like to try to get you uh, feeling good about where we're at. Now, uh, Jake, I did it again. I said where we're at. This is what happened. I got to stop watching <laughs> Matt Nagy press conferences. I really do. I got to start a counter for how many times he says it uh, and then you know find out how it rubs should off we, on uh, me.
0: Should we start like uh, some kind of jar for you? for yeah you know, i mean we do this show twice a week now should we start some kind of some jar for when you say where we're at where you have to I don't know, did you take that yard? from
1: new girl yes the douchebag jar yes, yeah yeah we'll do a where we're at jar <laughs> we'll do a where we're at jar um where do i get I all gotta... my
0: material from Kevin?
1: <laughs> true this is this this is fair enough this is this is if you know jake at all you know that that's facts um but let's talk offense because that's justin's here about anyway. that's what everyone wants to talk about I know we, we finally got to it 28 minutes in. Um, but like i have so much written down here because i there is a lot you can do but here's the number one thing Th- kevin, this is texted, what kevin texted me today i'm doing so much research for this show right now i, I i'm i mean this is it man this is it like justin's in i, I just i don't know i feel a little bit more motivated. you've been, wait- so you've I... been
0: waiting for this since he was drafted oh
1: oh are like, are you kidding I, I mean me? of course.
0: every offseason episode it was he's gotta start he's gonna start he's gonna prove it i mean you were you were hammering he's gonna play so well in the preseason that they can't deny it anymore and I had to try and bring you back, and, and, and sometimes <laughs> I succeeded, sometimes I didn't. But you, I mean, you've been waiting for this moment since he was. And get Kevin, Ohio State. You went, you go there, and blah blah blah. Like, so you've been ju- just looking forward to this moment since the moment he was drafted.
1: Yes, no, I haven't. I'm surprised that's you're not I, driving to Cleveland. To, to get uh, uh, man, it's not that far. It's not that that's far. That's, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 I was intrigued, but um, I don't know. I don't have that kind of money. But anyway. You like so? What we need to see from Justin Fields? What what like what is going to make him successful? What are we going to need to see from him for him to have a good day? Yeah, we know the throwing ability is there, but if I'm Matt Nagy, we, we need to be seeing at least six, seven designed runs for Justin Fields, and that's that was my biggest critique of last week's game. Like Justin Fields is Kyler Murray. Justin Fields is is not quite Lamar Jackson, but he's Kyler Murray. And you look what the Arizona Cardinal no, honestly no Justin Kyler Fields Kyler is, Murray
0: might win an MVP this year.
1: No, I'm so, talking about from a running standpoint, not from a pure okay, quarterback okay, standpoint. Okay, okay, I'm just okay. talking about from running ability. And I, I and that's I'm using him as an example because what Arizona does with him is, is really impressive from a from a designed run standpoint. And the Bears need to parallel that. You know, sometimes they, they do it more out of the spread. The Bears probably do it out of the spread, whereas like the Ravens do it out of like a two tight end set, but like, we need to see QB jet sweeps with two blockers either side. We need to see QB draw, you know, with the running back leading the way and then, you know, him just having to get past a guy one on one with the defensive back or something. Like, th- this, you have to take advantage of his running ability. Like, we can't, it can't just be, oh, third and nine, pocket breaks down, scrambles. Oh, there's his, his running ability because the pocket broke down. No, you have to design these things. You have to get him on the run as a scripted play. You I mean, you have to take advantage of because he is so, so versatile and you can do so many different things. And on these RPOs and on these play action plays like you can really fool defense. And I feel like, again, it was one half of football. I don't know if Matt Nagy was was taking advantage of. It. I mean, I, did he call one designed run? I, I can't think of one if I'm going through so. it, you know, like and especially and where where does this come in? to importance the most is the red zone. You know what I mean? Because you look, if I'm Matt Nagy, I'm saying, okay, when we get into the red zone, let's say inside the tent, we'll, we'll say inside the tent, and we have three plays here. One of them is a design, design run for Justin Fields. One of them is a throw to Jimmy Graham one-on-one, and then the third one is whatever the hell you want it to be. But I believe the success rate of those two plays, it, it, one of them working out or both of them working out together to score a touchdown it, is pretty high. So you got to look at design runs in the red zone. That is my number one thing, Jake. If you want Justin Fields to have a good day, I think he's gonna need to have you know 70 plus rushing yards. And a lot of that has to come from not from scrambling, not from breaking away the pocket, but from design quarterback runs.
0: Yeah, and I mean we've seen that when you have a mobile quarterback, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, design runs, you gotta you gotta utilize it. And I would even say, I I mean, obviously Justin's Justin Fields is passing. I mean, he didn't light the world on fire on Sunday and granted he was thrown, you know, into, into spot, start action. And once Andy Dalton got hurt, they didn't have, you know, obviously they didn't prep for Justin Fields to be starting the second half of that game, let alone whatever, 60% of that game. However, you want to break it down. I'm not a math guy, but you know, (laughs) I would say his running ability is probably ahead of his passing ability right now. He's probably a better runner than a passer as of right now. Um, You know, regardless, you know, week two against Cincinnati, notwithstanding. So yeah, I mean, design the runs. We know he can make guys miss. You know, I brought up the spin move that he brought, he busted out on Monday's show and made someone miss. We You vaguely mentioned, or you made a reference to the third and nine run that basically sealed the game for you at the end of the game against the Bengals. So yeah, we know he can make guys miss. We know he's big enough and strong enough where he can, you know, power through tackles and break tackles as well. So I think that they definitely need to utilize that. I think it will be though. Because back to my what I just said, you got a full week to be prepared and be like, all right, Justin's the guy. How do we best utilize his talents? Yeah. How do we game plan for this? Obviously, I brought up in the beginning of the show the connection with the wide receivers and, you know, the connection on throws. But the running, too, you have a full week to know Justin Fields is your guy. You don't have to just limit him to these gadget plays and these, you know, certain packages. He's going to be the guy. He's going to be out there the whole time. So you can utilize these in different situations based on what you're seeing. And I think we will. I do really think we will. But, I mean, we can't also – we also can't, you know, just disregard the scrambling scrambling ability. because Well, no, that, I'm not
1: disregarding know. it but you know like that's an uh, asset
0: sure yeah no absolutely and the thing is i obviously in a perfect world, he doesn't have to scramble too much. And Jermaine Fetty and Jason Peters play well enough and at least hold Miles Garrett and Javion Connie back enough where Justin can go through his reads and he's not running for his life. But that also might be a possibility. But I, I agree with you. You got to use his legs. You have to utilize just that natural athleticism that he possesses. And also, that keeps the Browns on their toes. I, I exactly. mean, that keeps you in not just the Browns, any opponent going forward, too. If you do utilize his legs properly, then you kind of have that off balance. They're not really knowing what to expect and then you can, you know, take advantage of that confusion.
1: Yeah, and, and when you talk about scrambling too, like where does that come in place? Obviously, it comes in place on third down when he's getting pressure. But this is where I think the Bears should go for a lot of fourth downs this year, and, and especially in well, this we, game, we, we've Matt, we've seen it. Right, yeah. he's shown the willingness to with Andy Dalton. So you better believe he's going to show <laughs> the willingness too with, with Justin Fields. Because you know, say you want to run whatever play you want to run, and things aren't there. Okay, you need one yard. I Justin Fields is going to outrun anybody to get that one yard. So mm-hmm. that that's where when you start to feel more confident. I mean, I I, I I've been watching so many games this year, and I feel like we're seeing the highest rate of fourth down attempts in the NFL in history, it seems. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I have to do the research on that, but a lot more teams are going on fourth down now, uh, and if you have a quarterback, make a, a mobile quarterback, rather, it makes it a heck of a lot easier to do that. So that that's yeah. one thing you're going to see. Now... What we also need to see, too, was is play action. The Bears have the third lowest attempts in the league on play action at night. I mean, they, they have to do more play action rollouts, bootlegs, give fields time to cook. I mean, this is a player who who likes to give himself some more time in the pocket sometimes. So if you want to give him more time, especially as a rookie, you want to give him some space, roll him out. Give him more than two seconds with the pocket collapsing on him with Miles Garrett there to, to roll out, give him some room and let him make throws on the run. I mean, this is what this guy does. Like let him do the things that he's really, really good at. So again, like that was one of those things where, I mean, how many bootlegs did we say, see against Cincinnati? None. Right. Like you have to you have to see more of that. And and like we said, like Jake says, when you can confuse the defense. And I said this last week, you have the perfect opportunity to do what the Rams did to, to us, you know, with, with yeah. that play action bootleg to Van Jefferson, that type of thing. And, and it becomes a lot easier when you have a dual threat quarterback. So I, I would like to see more play action. I understand why maybe they're at their third lowest attempts because it's, I mean, even if it is Andy Dalton, like that's not necessarily an excuse for them to be third lowest in attempts on play action. Um, right. so more, more rollouts, more bootlegs, let him throw on the run because that's where you're going to start to see those sports center top 10 plays. is, is when he's doing that, you know? Right. And, and even when Mitch Trubisky was in town, we were back. We oh,
0: We were begging for this. And, you know, granted, Mitch Trubisky was very limited as far as field vision and, you know, his ability as a passer. And you would like to believe that Justin Fields has already passed that threshold. But, no, you're right. And, again, I think that just goes back to you have a full week of practice. You have a full week to work all this stuff in and, you know, know your game plan and know that Justin Fields is the game plan for, you know, wire to wire for the whole game so i think we should theoretically see it i think also the the running game wasn't as effective last week as it was in week one so that could have had something to do right obviously you do have to establish the run and david montgomery didn't have as good of a game against cincinnati that he did in la so that could also be a factor which again just goes back to what we've been saying for over a year now dating back to last season run the ball run the ball david montgomery has gotten better every single year utilize him He's one of your best players. He's probably, you know, your best player so far throughout so far this season on offense, at least. So utilize him. But yeah, I mean, I'm not, and that's why I kind of hesitate to look at the Cincinnati game too much because sure. you know the game plan's going to change. You know, now that Justin Fields is just oh crap, Andy Dalton's hurt. All right, Justin Fields, you're in. It's going to change. Right, right. It's going to look different. So I, I hesitate to pick apart the personnel choices and the game plan. Too much from, you know, three quarters will round up and say a, a game play of <laughs> sure. game action, but yes, I, I think it'll be different. And, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I mean, there's a reason to be excited. And obviously, everyone is very excited for Justin Fields and, and what could potentially be a shootout.
1: It, it, it could be. I don't know about a full-on shootout, but more elements of a shootout than ex- we've seen y- in the past. You expect a high score more than last week. <laughs> yes, more than last week. Yeah. I I I want to say too, uh, as we talk about offensive skill players and, and taking away things from uh, the Cincinnati game, I, I think this is the Darna Mooney game. I really do. Like this is right. the game where the world discovers Darnell Mooney. And why do I say that? I mean, first of all, you look at the Cleveland Browns defense. They're allowing, allowing major yards to speed receivers through two games along 197 and a touchdown to Tyreek first week, and then yeah. 78 yards and a touchdown to Brandon Cooks, who is getting thrown the ball by Davis Mills in the second half. Uh, and then you look at the trail route that Darna Mooney ran multiple times on Sunday. So it's a part of what we call the Yankee concept, which we broke down in our YouTube. It, it is going to be the dynamite play for Justin and Mooney. I mean, they connected on it once. They attempted on it the other time when when Mooney dropped it. And basically what it is is you have that X receiver running a deep post and then taking away that free safety. And the speed receiver, the Z receiver, comes underneath and and has a whole lot of open space near the sideline, about 15, 18 yards off the line. So you have a whole lot of room to make a play. And then if you get it to him fast enough, you can give that Z receiver an opportunity to get some yak two yards after the catch up the sideline or whatnot. I think that is going to be the dynamite play for those two. Justin Fields ran it a lot in college and I think that's why they're running it now but that's why I say that connection between them is there like and based off of what we've seen from the Cleveland defense they've been allowing a lot of, of yards to speed receivers and going back and watching the film they were allowing a lot of a lot of like I'm going back and watching the highlights and a lot of the plays a lot of the chunk plays coming from the Texans in that game last week were slant plays so you look at you know Darnell on the slant plays Darnell where Get him the ball with space he's he's gonna cook that secondary Buckeye fan 37 says the Brown secondary is horrendous I'm sure so, Mooney is gonna feast
0: so what would you consider a Darnell Mooney like break or like the Darnell Mooney game or a Darnell Mooney breakout game what would you consider that
1: okay so, like, so, so this was wise. so this was my bold prediction so I'll kind of reveal it I, I think he goes 130 yards in a touchdown and, and oh I think God. that's
0: <laughs> what it, it, so just so we're on the same page, Darnell Mooney's career high as of right now 70. Do you know what it is? 66. No, it's a little higher. 93 yards is his career oh. high, that, which came on 11 catches against Green Bay in the last week of last season. His second highest is 69, nice. Um so he's never broke he hasn't even broken 100 yet. So 130 I mean, I, I would love yeah, it. I mean, I, I'd be perfectly fine with that, but I mean, also I feel like we got to be a little careful. Like this is a guy who hasn't caught a touchdown pass since week 14 of last season. He's only got four touchdown catches in his career and his career high is 93 yards. I I, I think Darnell Mooney could be a very good player. I really do. And I think with Justin Fields, like we talked about that connection could really turn into something, but 130 yards, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, you're right. It's a bold prediction.
1: <laughs> I mean, like the, the the Browns' defense has allowed explosive plays this year. I don't know if you remember Week One, that huge bomb yeah, to Tyreek oh, Hill, and then a the few plays to Brandon Cooks and some other guys on that uh, on that Houston offense, like. It's going to be there. And we've been waiting. We've been talking about Justin Fields' deep ball ability. Maybe this is the game where finally Mooney makes somebody cook and he gets a ball on the money and runs it in for a touchdown. You know, like if you get like 130 yards is easy if if it's one reception that accumulates 70 yards and a touchdown. So maybe like if I'm going to say that number all day with there's a, at least a 50-yard touchdown because other other if, without that, it's going to be hard to accumulate that many yards. But I, sure. even that, I don't know. I, I'm just – this is like – based off of what we've seen for the past two weeks and, and knowing the Yankee concept and, and what they like to run, I, I just think that connection is really, really strong right now. And maybe he's just maybe at the moment like more comfortable with Darnell than he was with A-Rob. I don't know if that's true. It just I, – I think – I know. I, know I, that's I think so that's So let fair. me ask
0: you this. Do you think then that this is the start of – Darnell Mooney becoming the number 1 receiver that you think he's going to be in kind of Allen Robinson because Allen Robinson we know the no, no. franchise guy. Yeah. We don't know his future. Like then do you think this is the start of a Darnell Mooney blossom into a number 1 receiver or do you think uh, what is your expectation for him then for the rest of the season? Let's assume Justin Fields is the starter the rest of the way.
1: Let me I'm tr- I'm trying to think of a good comparison and and I guess the best way I can put it uh that's sort of relevant is like Cortland sutton jerry judy in denver like it, it's that okay. kind of thing where right like right now that Allen robinson is going to be your most reliable guy he should be the most targeted guy he should be the guy on third down he should be the guy in the red zone because he's still the most talented receiver on the team by far but you're going to see that development of darna mooney skyrocket this year and that connection is going to build for years to come and we have no idea what's going to happen with Allen Robinson after this year. He may sign a long term deal because he likes Justin Fields. He may wanna just be done with the Chicago Bears and go somewhere else. It has nothing to do with Fields, just has to do with, you know, him having interest somewhere well, else or the money being better somewhere be else.
0: And, and to be fair, we have not we haven't heard an Allen Robinson is unhappy, Allen Robinson is pissed about the we yeah. haven't heard any of that in a couple months. I mean, it's been a little while since we heard the last Allen Robinson news, which could be good or bad, but I mean I guess in this case we'll we'll look good. at this as a good as a good thing. Good. <laughs> in this hypothetical.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, just going back to your point, though, like I, 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 he's not the number one receiver. He will not be the number one receiver, but just like he, he's going to be a guy who, who is going to be extremely important. He's going to start to rack up, you know, similar, similar numbers and similar target shares to that of Allen Robinson.
0: No, I, I mean, I, I can totally see it. I, I probably would lean more towards, you know, Allen Robinson still being the focal point. But I mean, we've seen Darnell Mooney be that big. Yeah, no, he's still the focal point. Yes. Yeah. I I mean, I I think that's right. All right. Should we get into the rest of our bold predictions?
1: I have one more thing that I want to say, then we're going to go into it. All right. Cleveland is allowing a 62.9% conversion rate to offenses on third down. The worst clip in the NFL. (laughs) Okay. And, and the Bears have the 11th highest third down conversion rate in the league right now. So you, you have, and, and especially when you consider Justin year. Fields' running ability, way better than last year. You're going to, I don't know, like you might see them stay on the field like a little bit longer. And with Cleveland's struggles, like that's just something really important. Anytime you're last or first in something, you got to bring it up. And that's an area you really don't want to be last in. So it's horrendous third down defense for them. But I did my bold prediction. Uh, who? What do you got? Right, my first one, uh, it's one that I said
0: for the first few weeks of last season until we kind of gave up on it. Uh, I think Eddie Jackson gets back in the into the interception column this year. Okay. This week. This year, obviously. So, uh, okay. This, this week.
1: Well, I, what I just want to say real quick, I'll let you go on first. Is... I was just,
0: like, last week, something about the way he played last week, mm. just it, it seemed – First of all, I mean, that tackle for loss, that big one in the game that we talked about where, you know, it you know, it was a tackle for loss and came away saying, oh, who is that? It's Eddie Jackson. I was stunned seeing yeah. Eddie Jackson <laughs> walk away from the pile. Uh, so I think, you know, Eddie Jackson, maybe he's bought in a little bit more. Maybe Sean decides using him a little bit more creatively and better than Chuck Pagano did. So, you know, you talked about Baker Mayfield being prone to those mistakes. We talked about the offensive line of Cleveland, how they're a little beat up. I think if you put Baker under pressure, he's going to make a bad throw and I think Eddie Jackson gets back into the interception column this week. <laughs> I'm not going to say he runs it back, but I think I, I think it's bold okay, enough yeah, just to say yeah, that Eddie's bold enough at this so, point. Yeah, it's I been think however long.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're right. And, and I and I think well not I don't think I know. I mean, you said we know the stats. He's ten and zero. Our are ten and Bears 10-0 are ten and zero. Rather, Jackson has an interception. So if you're picking him to get an interception, I'm, I'm going to see how that influences your game prediction based off of that trend. Um, I like that though. I mean, Eddie, it does seem, and that's why I'm saying, like, it, it it seems like he's bought back in. It seems like the rest of the defense is bought back in. I don't know why. Maybe it is Justin Fields. Maybe it isn't. But it, it was a good thing to see last Sunday. I mean, yeah, you I mean, saw a good the
0: game against a, a solid a offense. Average. But yeah, a bottom half offense for sure. I mean, Joe Burrow is the most—you know—I mean, he's a good quarterback and he's getting better. But a, a good game will do that to you. I think we're going to see this defense with a little bit of a little bit of swagger, a little bit more confidence this week.
1: Swagger. I think I got my swagger back. I think that's what they're all saying. That that viral clip from that high school football player. He yesterday. says it. I love we all- it. We all know the clip, Kevin. Maybe we don't. I mean, I we have a lot of older listeners on this podcast who probably don't know who That clip's uh, been around forever though. I mean not that clip's forever. He's ten years old. Ten? Ten? No shot. No shot, no shot I was eleven years old when that clip came out. No shot. But for he's looking it up. He's looking it up to prove me wrong. Because <laughs> he loves it. To further the point though, no, okay, I okay. forgot what I it was it was three years ago. <laughs> okay there you go but yeah a 10 my goodness gracious well
0: there's Jim. one for some reason there's one for you're not talking about the dsl one right yeah that's what i'm talking about oh that one was seven years ago so i wasn't too far. oh okay okay seven okay
1: all right whatever but anyway um like so they take that group photo and i a group that they took after they get the interception and the last time we saw that was 2018 and that was like that that photo just resonates with people as as like good vibes good defense like yeah. I, I think I don't know it's just a photo. But it feels like you're. It's just it, it's unity. It's everybody's on the same page. It's we're all excited. We're energetic. We're getting hyped after the interception. We got the turnover bucket. It's all good. It's all great. We're back. We're buying in. We're feeding off this confidence and this energy. And no better time to build. I mean, you're you're coming off a very strong game. They have every reason to come out of this game hot. Come out of it with confidence uh, right in the start and stifle the Browns from the beginning. And If the Bears get a lead, that that's going to be instrumental into winning this game. So I love that takeaways are going to need two of them they better get two of them maybe three maybe four and they they got to get after it now my other prediction i have another one uh Go it's ahead. not that bold but i think justin fields gets a 30 plus yard run i think he gets one of the you right. know either on a designed run or a scramble he gets out and he gets free uh, and he goes big and one of the things i kind of want to say to stem off of this as well is you know there's people who are always worried when you have a mobile quarterback the old traditional old geezers of the world like oh he's he's gonna get hit He's gonna get hit when he runs. He's gonna get lit up. And he, you know, this is what happened to Sean Watson and all that. Quite frankly, through two games in the preseason, Justin Fields has been basically untouched on a mo- majority of his runs. Why? Number one, he has an impressive baseball background, so he knows how to slide and when to slide. And you saw that on Sunday. And number two, he's just fast enough to where he's gonna run by everybody and get out of bounds. I mean, you think did you ever watch Kyler Murray get hit? Kyler Murray never gets hit on the run. Never because he's he played baseball as well. as a first-round draft pick. He slides whenever he needs to. He yeah. runs at a bound. Russell Wilson, same same deal. Baseball background, That's you know, fair. fast guy, never gets hit. So there are people who are like, don't run him. You know, going back to my earlier point about design runs. Ah, oh, don't don't design runs. He's gonna get hurt. He's a young quarterback. He, wear and tear. He's gonna he's gonna die out there. What are we doing? Let's have him sit in the pocket like Tom Brady. All this, you know, lame ass stuff. Justin Fields is too fast. Get him on the design runs. He's going to have a 30-plus yard run, and it's going to be amazing, and I can't wait. So lock it in. Not a touchdown run, but a 30-yard run at some point. All right, that's fair.
0: I also have another one. Uh, All right, fire away. Mine goes back to that. My first one was defense, obviously, with Eddie Jackson. Uh, Do you happen to know what Cole Komet's career-high receiving yards is? Uh, 34. 45. Okay. Close enough again, pretty damn low. And this is a guy you spend a second round pick <laughs> on. But also back to our point about Darnell Mooney, younger guy in his second year, Justin Fields obviously is going to be here for a long time. You're hoping Cole Komet's going to be here for a long time. Komet had one catch for zero yards last week. Uh wow, wasn't really that's impressive. but he's been out snapping Jimmy Graham far like Cole Komet is clearly tight end number one. And you know, they're trying to work him in the play more. I think Cole Komet gets you know, sets a new career high, which I mean, he'd only have to get 46, but I think he gets a touchdown too. I think he gets his third career touchdown as well from Justin Fields. I just think we're going to see this. I thought about going Jesse James for a second. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? Come on. I thought about it, but that felt a little too, because because also part of me, is, this is a little self-serving too. Like, I think if you want to, Justin Fields to play well this year but also going forward you need to establish this connection with Cole Komet as well because you know we talked a little about earlier you know it's so important for a quarterback to have that number one wide receiver but to have that number one tight end all the best teams I mean look what San Francisco is able to do look what Kansas City is able to do look what Tampa Bay is able to do look what the Saints were able to do in Jimmy Graham's prime when he was you know one of the when it was just him and Gronk as the top two I mean To have that athletic, uh, you know, I'm not going to call Cole Komet elite. Obviously, he doesn't have the numbers for that, but I think the athleticism is for sure there. It's just a matter of using him. Hopefully, with Justin Fields in the game, you can use him to do a little bit more. I know Jimmy Graham's your guy. I'm sorry, but I think Cole Komet, I think you get him involved a little bit more. You know, I think new career high. So, I'll say 50, you know, 50 plus, you know, somewhere in the 50 to 60 yard range in a touchdown for Cole Komet.
1: Okay. Okay. Um. I think the last time we made a bull prediction on come out we won people a whole lot of money so hopefully we did. hopefully that I
0: forgot about that
1: <laughs> hopefully because that trend the, continues Wasn't that the Carolina That was the game? Panthers game where it was <laughs> yeah, uh we told me we we we, we presented the prop that he was gonna score a touchdown and a lot of people actually took him for first touchdown score of the game which is like plus 2500 and we had multiple yeah. people come to our dms after the game <laughs> saying we listened to the podcast thanks you won me two grand that
0: was wild. And i was like
1: <laughs> I uh, unbelievable that. so uh I, if you want to win two grand listen to jake that that's what i'm trying to say here <laughs> um i mean you're right like it, it he should be getting snaps. I think the thing that's weird though is like I don't know. I would have to go back and look at this too. It doesn't seem like they're running a lot of two tight end sets. You know, I'd like to see a two tight end set with Jimmy Graham and Jesse James, well, or not. Jimmy, sorry, Cole Komet and Jesse James. But yeah, I'll take either one. Either one. Either one. Any combination, sure. Any combination what? is fine, and hopefully that does change. Um, but. You know th- like if you do look back at that game and he had a target to Cole comet that was taken away by penalty um it- it's just he's not getting looked at as much on uh, you know but th- again this is an offense that ha- it has a lot of targets like it has a lot of right. people on the offense you can throw to and I don't like tight end is one of those positions especially when you're a second round guy where it it typically takes years for you to be a staple of an offense like it that that it- it's typically how it goes like unless you are someone drafted like I mean, George Kiddo was a second-round tight end, too, so I guess I can't really use that as an a, example. Mean, but, but
0: It's like you, you're saying. And, and, I mean, last year you just kind of had to go to Allen Robinson a lot and pray because you didn't – or dump off to David Montgomery because, you know, Mitch Trubisky or whoever, Nick right. Foles, was, either couldn't throw the ball down the field or was running for their lives. So you're hoping for better results and, you know, more time to do more creative things this year, obviously. But, yeah, I, I mean, I just think – I mean, Cole Komet theoretically should be number three
1: you know the third option in this offense behind Robinson and Mooney maybe four yeah sure yeah yeah he should be I mean he should be he should I mean that's a second round draft pick in his second year he should be number three uh I just don't know if they're if it's there yet but again we'll see like you know we don't know like we don't know the chemistry that Justin has with these guys aside from what I mentioned about Donald Mooney because we saw it in a half but other than that like he is going to now have the full week and although you know, it was Jesse James because he was practicing with the second and third stringers all throughout preseason, right. which in 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 retrospect looks fucking stupid what the hell why you know if we were getting in first team reps we could have been more prepared for this moment but that's beyond the point but now you know you don't know who's going to be comfortable with you know and, and it's not just practice it's in the game so coming out against Cleveland say he has a few good balls to co-commit early on like that sets the tone for the rest of the game you know because this is his first official NFL start he feels a good connection with somebody he's going to have more trust throwing to that guy for the rest of the game and maybe for the future so this is why mm-hmm. in the, in a lot of ways this game kind of sets the tone for who he's comfortable with um i mean he took the shot to Ellen robinson i'm not worried about yeah. that like i feel like i'm kind of leaving him out of this whole conversation as much as i talk <laughs> about alan, Rub- Al- Al- alan darnell ruben darnell mooney Al- alan rubinson um but you know and, and there was also that third down play where he you know it was a quick out route really but you know alan turned it into a first down so that's gonna set the tone but um you i'll go with both predictions you got anything else I do not. Let's get to our game. Let's, Let's get go game to predictions, the, the game baby. Prediction. Let's go all game right, predictions, so, baby. I'm hyped for this. I don't know where you're gonna go. All
0: right. So the Bears are getting seven and a half points against the Browns. That's, that's, I, I, I'm a little surprised by that number. Uh, seven a and a half. By, yeah, seven and a half on FanDuel Sportsbook right now.
1: Bro, let me just. I'm gonna give me a hammer that. Uh, hammer <laughs> that. That spread, Take that. please. Take yeah, that spread.
0: Uh, no, and I think that that's a little too much. Obviously Justin Fields is new. You don't know exactly what you're gonna see. Uh, it is at home in Cleveland, but you know I, I think that's I mean I'll, I'll go first. I mean I think with the way that the Browns are beat up, they're a little banged up, I do think the defense played so well last week and it does give me a better you know it makes me feel better about where they're at I think you win this game. 30, 31, 3124. fucking good. Oh, Jake? No, um, I lied. 3127.
1: Okay. I like it. No matter what, when that's what I like to hear from you, my man. I, oh man, I love it. Injected in my vein. <laughs>
0: you, you came to the show thinking I was gonna go browse, didn't you?
1: No, I actually didn't. Like I, I didn't know exactly where you're gonna go, but I had a feeling like at the end of it, your realism would like come to play and you would be like, nah, I can't do it. I, like, I'm gonna go that. the optimistic way
0: for like I just think that a lot of things line up your way. Like Cleveland yes, has so many offensive linemen banged up, Baker Mayfield's banged up. You know, Jarvis Landry is out. OBJ is coming off a torn ACL. I, I think there's a lot of matchup possibilities here for the Bears. And as long obviously Matt Nagy, it's, it's about Matt Nagy taking advantage of that. And that's what's scary about this. Yeesh. But Yeesh. I, I think that, you know, Justin Fields, the full week of practice, you open up the playbook. I think the Bears finally get over 30 points again, 35-27 that's gonna be my
1: my fun. Oh, you're going 35 now. You said 31. Or 31. Th- thir- 31, 31. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you mentioned OBJ real quick. One thing I wanted to say: people who are gonna say, uh, "Oh, he's gonna come back and be his old self." You see how Saquon has played the first two games. Yeah, yeah. coming off an ACL injury, it ain't. It, it, no, it doesn't happen right away. So that's important to know. But I, I got to go with you. I mean, right now, like th- this this team. Under Matt Nagy, we've said it for years, and it's more prevalent now than it is ever. Is built off of momentum, built yep. off of confidence, and built off of swagger. And that was never the case with Mr. Bisky, partially because he wasn't as successful, but partially because, that's, because he was just Mr. wasn't Trubisky. that. He was just wasn't that kind of guy. He just wasn't that guy who exuded that confidence. Justin Fields is that guy. Yeah. The defense is back. You have all momentum in the world. I mean, that's why I don't understand seven and a half, because right now, going into this game, you got all to talk about Justin Fields. I think you got it the might defense move. coming off It'll that probably game. Move. It it should move. I don't know what it was before they named Justin Fields the starter. I don't know if that had any impact on it. I you would imagine it did, but for those reasons, for everything I presented throughout the past hour. I'm going Bears 27-24. Kyle Santos game-winning field goal as time expires. Lock it in. Lock it in. Justin Fields leads them down the field with like a minute 10 left. They get into the field goal range. Cower Santos 46-yarder to win the game. Boom.
0: All right. All right. So I have a career game from Cole Komet on my docket. Kevin has a career game from Darnell Mooney on his. We both have the Bears to win. I don't know the last time that happened, but uh, we are back. I think we are going – It's going to be an interesting game. I think we're going to like what we see regardless of the result, obviously hoping for a win, but we will be back on Monday to break it down, to go over everything, to go over the Justin Fields debut, to go over the debut of the new Bears, the new era of the Bears, if you will. New era. So for myself for Kevin. Shout out to YouTube. Shout out to Twitch. Shout out to the Twitter viewers. Shout out to the people who commented. We love you all. We'll be back Monday to break it all down. See you then. As always, Bear Down. Bear Down.